me the questions, Bridgekeeper. I am not afraid. What is your name? My name is Sir Lancelot of Camelot. What is your quest? To seek the Holy Grail. Beautiful campus of LCMSU, everyone. Who are you? I am the Chancellor. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Pastor Marcus Zill. in the student union with us today it is pastor matthew wheatfelt all the way in fort wayne indiana how are you doing today matt good marcus how are you man i am doing fantabulous sitting down here in the middle of the albuquerque balloon fiesta when does the fort wayne Sem- the fort wayne seminary needs a, a balloon and balloon fiesta I would wholeheartedly agree with that. It would be absolutely fantastic, but nothing that cool up yeah, here. I, I guess we did try a synod balloon. The synod balloon is still down. But anyways, I didn't call you to talk about yeah. balloons. <clears throat> but I can see them flying by here. Uh, Pastor Matthew Wheatfelt is the admissions director and director of Christ Academy and, and Phoebe Academy, both, right? That's correct, both, both of them. Both at uh, Concordia Theological Seminary. Uh, your seminary in Fort Wayne, Indiana, serving students in the churches and congregations of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Great to have you back. I wanted to bring you on today to talk about vocation. Um, a lot of times college students, you know, I even have a son who's a uh, sophomore right now thinking about, uh-oh, I'm a sophomore. I better get serious about what I want to actually, quote-unquote, do. It's always about what am I going to do. But uh, what is vocation in, in general, and what does that mean for, for, for everyone as a Christian? Vocation, oftentimes we talk about, as you were saying, Marcus, talk about what is it that I do? What is it that uh, I'm supposed to do? And there's oftentimes, uh, with, uh, I've noticed with uh, college students and with our second career students that come here, there's this feeling like, am I doing the right thing, or am I really relying on what they are doing? Instead, really, vocation is a gift. It's a gift from God, and our first vocation is as Christian, and that vocation is given to us through the waters of baptism. And uh, as uh, Christ says at the end of Matthew's Gospel, go and make, baptize, and teach. And that's the calling for pastors, that's the calling for the Christian, that we share the good news. So that's first and foremost our vocation as Christian, and that is pure and utter gift. And out of that then flows how the Christian views vocation as what is it that they do with their lives. And the underpinning thing with vocation always is how can the Christian witness continue to be shared in whatever it is that you do? So there are um, vocations 
like pastor and deaconess and Lutheran school teacher and directors of a Christian education that are professional church workers, that their day-in, day-out job is that public proclamation of the gospel in the sense that what they do as pastor is preaching, teaching, and sacrament as deaconesses doing acts of mercy and leading the congregation in its acts of mercy, uh, and uh, as well as like teachers teaching uh, in, in schools and DCEs, working with uh, youth and uh, the education within the, uh, the, the Christian church as well, all uh, still under that, uh, the vocation of professional church worker. However, that's not where it ends for us. Uh, vocation also goes off into uh, whether you are a lawyer or banker or a garbage truck driver, you can still witness in those vocations as well, even if you're not, quote-unquote, a professional church worker. So even um, like a, even like a uh, somebody that chases balloons at the balloon fiesta could have a Exactly. <laughs> they can. They do. Sorry, they, folks. I got they, balloons on my mind. I can't help it. <laughs> they too can. Uh, they too can profess that Christian witness in in whatever they do. So, I mean, doesn't this really get back to the table of duties? I mean, you know, one of the things that's interesting to me is that, and I hear this all the time. You know, when young people go to college, you know, it's the classic, "Hey, baby, what's your major?" <laughs> You know, it's it's that old kind of, you know, what's your major, which gets down to what are you going to do? When you meet someone, where are you from? What do you do? What do you do? And, and you know, frankly, frankly, lots of times, and it's kind of sad to me because, you know, our colleges aren't very good. I mean, our colleges and universities, I'm not talking about our Concordias, although I bet they could do better too. But in general... College life is not the best place to learn these other vocations that would be really helpful to put into perspective, you know, what you will do as maybe a chosen career or whatnot. For instance, a college college and university university of of state university isn't gonna teach you <clears throat> your vocation of what it means to be a good brother or sister, what it means to be uh, a good citizen, what it means to be a good uh, get this one, a good mother. You're not going to get the right scoop on that, are you? But really, this no, goes... not at all. Tell us a little... I mean, what, how, is it important? Isn't it really, really essential for young people before they even start thinking about what they want to, quote-unquote, do in terms of a job to think about the other seven or eight types of things that they have as vocations according to the Table of Duties? Absolutely. I think the Table of Duties is one of Luther's, uh, in many ways, hidden gems from the Reformation. Uh, that, you know, and in confirmation class, uh, oftentimes folks don't, uh, pastors don't focus on that, or uh, the confirmation teachers don't focus on that. But really, that is uh, a great jumping-off point to help students understand that, yeah, vocation even is more than just what it is that you do for a living. It is who you are and what the Lord has made you, first as a baptized believer, and then as a uh, growing up as a son or daughter, soon then a husband and wife, then as father and mother, um, so on and so forth as you as you go throughout. And really, at the end of the day, um, for vocation, it is how 
is God taking care of the neighbor through you? And how best can you serve the neighbor to the glory of God? That's what vocation's all about. And it's it's interesting for those of you that are college students listening. Um, you know, you don't stop being you don't stop being a brother when you go off to college. You don't exactly. stop being a son or a daughter when you go off to college. You don't stop being a uh, a neighbor. I mean, you have neighbors as as roommates. You have neighbors as <clears throat> as those that are sitting in the classroom. Your your prof- your professors, even if they drive you crazy, are neighbors. Uh, it seems to me, you know, don't we kind of, it's kind of sad in a way, um, in the small catechism, I thinking back even to the time when I, you know, now that I'm a chancellor of a major university like LCMSU, <laughs> um, uh, I don't, I don't really get to teach catechesis the way I used to when I was a parish yeah. pastor and a full-time campus pastor. But even I, as I look back, I, I regret that, you know, I didn't, you know, table of duties was kind of like, Hey, it's kind of an appendix. I mean, it feels like it's, yeah. I mean, it is kind of an appendix. It's not one of the six chief parts, so to speak, but uh, it is actually completely essential, I think, for our college students to have a good understanding of this before they head off. I mean, if you don't have a good understanding of those other things, why do we think you're going to develop the, the tools to make a good decision about what you're going to do as a chosen um, job for life? Yeah. I mean, you really, it's, it's really a... Uh, it's like with the table of duties, it just gives you such a fine picture of your ontology, who you are and what God has made you that, yeah, I mean, you really, unless we get a good grasp of that, how can we move forward? If we don't know the basics, how can we move forward to the more advanced things, especially trying to pick that career that the Lord has for us using our gifts, our talents uh, to his glory. So how, yeah, if we don't have a grasp of that, how can we, how can we move further? Well, it's interesting. Everybody goes into, you know, they go in on college campuses. They go into their counseling center and take one of these inventories or tests to try to tell you, uh, you know, what you should do in your life. You know, I remember I took, did you ever take one of these? I did, yeah. I mean, it, it, I even remember in high school, uh, we had to take the Arms Forces test and uh, the ASVAP. And, uh, uh, you know, yeah, the college college tests as well, just to see, you know, exactly what it is that your skill set says that you should be doing. I, I, I remember, I'll, I'll share, I don't share this. I was supposed to be one of three things, according to this. One, the first thing I was supposed to be um, was, was a teacher. Mm-hmm. The second, the third thing was a pastor. And the second thing was a truck driver. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, <clears throat> my dad was a pastor. My mom always said I ought to be a teacher. So of course, at first, I didn't want to do either of those things. But I guess yeah. I did enjoy traveling, which I get to do now, even though I'm on planes rather than rather than trucks. But uh, you know, I la- I giggle about that. But that's a godly vocation too, is it not? It is. Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the, the 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 truck driver is taking as good of care of. His neighbor, as uh, a doctor or dentist, is so. I mean, that's it. He, his his ability to share the Christian witness is just as strong. So it is very much so a godly vocation. It explains why when when Bart Day, uh, my former boss, now at the LCF as the president and CEO over there, hired me, and I was trying to figure out where to move to live, I suggested that I 
that I that they give me my housing allowance. I'm dead serious about this in the form of of um, travel credits, so that I could basically go on tour like ESPN Game Day for a year. Yeah, and we would live out of an LCMSU motorhome. And I would tour all of our campus ministries, and my kids would be homeschooled in high school. My boys loved it. My wife was like, mm, not so much. <laughs> but now I can tell her, look, you know, hey, honey, that would have been a very godly vocation thing for all of us to do, to care for our neighbors across all 50 states. Anyways. Exactly. So how, how do I know? Um, how do I know whether being a pastor or a deaconess is for me? I mean, this is... I mean, what percentage of young people? I mean, there's got to be a lot. There's a. I know there are a lot of young people that think uh, that you know they don't just necessarily go to. I know you went to Concordia University, Chicago. Maybe you knew that that's what yep. you wanted to do, but many of them go off to our state universities and public institutions of higher learning, and they haven't really thought much about it. So how how can they figure this out? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, m- most of the time, um, folks when they are growing up are being encouraged uh, to consider this as a vocation, whether it be pastor for guys or deaconesses for gals. Um, they're being encouraged to consider this because their pastor or um, church leader, maybe Sunday school teacher, uh, teacher, elder in the congregation, somebody, even parents, somebody sees something in them that uh, would be a good skill, a useful skill, um, whether it be uh, an ability to talk to people or care for people, uh, that would be good for a pastor, a, a pastor or a deaconess to have. So if folks have been, ha- have been encouraging you, um, that might be a, a pretty good indicator that this is something that uh, the Lord might have for you. Um, also, uh, if you, if you uh, in and of yourself know that you've got good skill sets in communication and uh, caring for people, empathy, um, as well as uh, just wanting to be with people and to share especially the gospel with people, that's usually a good indicator. That's the Lord now who has gifted you with various and unique uh, gifts according to his Holy Spirit. He gifts you with certain things by your temperament and, and, and the other things that you are good at and could be calling for you to use those according to his purpose. That is, maybe it is as a pastor or as a deaconess or as, as some other church worker. So it's what you're saying is it's really not, my vocation as a pastor is really not about my stunning good looks. Sorry, Marcus. <laughs> as, as, as good looking as you are, it's not about your good looks. <laughs> now, you know, it, the things that you just mapped out, it's interesting to me. And, and we wanted to talk big, big picture here about vocation in general. But I am, I, and, and kind of then get down to what, what you do. You're your admissions director. And we want to talk a little bit about Christ Academy and Phoebe Academy here in a minute. But, but the bottom line is, is that it, you know, my, my, I know my dad. My dad was in seventh grade when his pastor said, uh, Marcus, is his name, you, you, sh- you should consider being a pastor. In fact, there was a directive that went out from uh, the synod's president that said, ask your able young men, they weren't thinking deaconesses maybe so much at the time, yeah. to consider this at an early age. And sometimes I think that, uh, aren't we sometimes a little, are we a little afraid 
or do we think it's such a spiritual thing? You know, because sometimes people think, well, I need to be zapped by, you know, the heavens opened up and God said, oh, yeah. you know, like in Monty Python, Holy Grail, Arthur, Arthur, you are to be a pastor. It doesn't work that way, does it? No, not at all. So in in many ways, you know, we, we oftentimes look at the, the calling stories from, say, like even the, the Old and New Testament, uh, whether it be Moses in the burning bush or, uh, or, or uh, you, I mean, you look at, you look at, uh, even uh, you know, as, as Jesus is going along, calling his his disciple, his disciples, or uh, Saul being converted and then changed into Paul on the roadside to Damascus, we think that it should be like something like that. But it's typically not. Um, we shouldn't be looking for some sort of sign in the heavens or the voice of God coming down to say this is what you must do. I- instead. Um, you know, look at look at the skill sets he's he's gifted you with, and how folks have 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 really um, looked looked to see um, you know what qualities in you would 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 make for a good pastor or a good deaconess. And you know, if you like to study theology, if you like to to be at church, um, that's that's oftentimes a good indicator that that this might be uh, something that he has for you. So it is. It is. It is amazing how the Lord works and works through means, especially works through tangible things and people sure. are tangible things. So he he works through them. So if you're listening out there, um, you know, I, Matt, I, I've often thought that it's it's getting time. We're getting to the point where it's time to just say, you know what. We need to be a little bit more, I don't want to say aggressive, that's not the right word, but more direct with our young people. Yeah. I mean, this culture is 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 going into the crapper. We all know it. And at some point, we do have there is there there are there are there are a few certain things that are absolutely needful. We need pastors, we need deaconesses, we need missionaries, we need people declaring that one thing needful and bringing those gifts to other and so even though even though we're not you know not placing it above all other vocations in a way it really gets to the heart and core of you know one thing that we're going to need going forward in spades is going to be pastors and church workers exactly the church needs pastors the church needs other church workers and uh it's it's something that i mean it's not gonna it's not. It's, that need is never going to end. In fact, um, just this past um, academic year, with uh, calls, um, our between the two seminaries, Fort Wayne and St. Louis, we were about sixty calls short. Excuse me, sixty candidates short for the number of calls that we had received um, through uh, through the call uh, through our placement office. So the need is is very apparent, and the need is is now. So I would even, I would, I would match what you just said and even add, we need to be aggressive uh, in, in that regard toward how we uh, recruit um, and especially how we encourage um, our young people towards service in the church. Uh, all vocation, uh, most vocations are godly vocations. Yeah. I, I want to get to the day where it's, 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 it's just as cool for a little kid to go, so when somebody asks, "What do you want to be, Johnny, when you grow up?" I want to be a pastor. <laughs> yeah, 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> or, or you know, I, well, I don't want Johnny to want to be a deaconess, but maybe Susie might be a deaconess. <laughs> Susie might be, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you, we always think, well, dream big. What do I like to do? You know, I want to, you know, I, you know, I want to be a musician. I want to be... I want to do. I want to do all these things. I want to be a fireman and all those old cliche kind of things. But I want it to be just yeah. as cool to say, if not cooler. You know, I want to be a pastor because, frankly, when it gets that. down to it, not that nothing else matters. We just spent the first part of the show saying that all these things are godly vocations. But if it, if, if you have an interest, I know I got into. I I went to seminary because I was like, I can't stop wanting to talk about this stuff. I was a teacher, and I was like, "I'm teaching history and English. I want to talk. I want to talk about Jesus. I want to give out Jesus." Yeah. So, okay, we've got about six minutes left here. Uh, tell us about the Christ Academy and Phoebe Academy, because it just so happens that there's a great opportunity if someone out there, especially a college student, is thinking about this. How can they learn more and maybe even show up to uh, the Fort Wayne Seminary to get a taste? Yeah, definitely. So. Uh, Christ Academy uh, College and Phoebe Academy College, CACPAC, as the acronyms would be, um, is an opportunity for young men who are uh, considering or very interested in the possibilities of the pastoral office, as well as uh, young ladies who might be considering uh, deaconess service, that is, uh, working in the church in acts of mercy, uh, to come to Fort Wayne, and for a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, experience what Fort Wayne, the seminary, uh, our community, and the broader Fort Wayne community is all about, and what is it that we do and do very well here. So you'll get a chance to especially worship with us. You'll have a chance to sit in on classes, uh, both on Friday and Saturday, to uh, see how our community comes together at a coffee hour after chapel and our Friday gamutlikite uh, on Friday afternoon. You'll be able to have, this year, you'll get a chance to hear our, our president, uh, Dr. Lawrence Rast, uh, speak on the ongoing effects of the Reformation, especially, uh, which is his wheelhouse, on the American Lutheran Church scene even today. So you'll get a chance to meet with faculty, meet with our staff here in Fort Wayne, and become a part of our community and see um, what it is that maybe the Lord has for you in pursuing studies here at Concordia Theological Seminary. So you'll get, to, you'll get time to pray about it and to consider it and time to be around other students your age, college age, who are also considering this and who are, uh, you know, going through the same yeah, they're life thinking the same stuff. that you are. Yep. Exactly. And even if you don't end up becoming a pastor or deaconess, what a great thing to do to go and uh, get familiar with your seminary, right? Exactly. The seminary isn't just here for uh, the training of pastors and deaconesses. We're here for the service of the church. Uh, we are here to be a place of, of respite, of theological education, of worship and coming together, and we're here to, to be the, the seminary for the Church, that is, the broader Church, both domestically here in the United States and throughout the world. And when is, when is this uh, upcoming um, 
priced a CAC pack, as you put, as you put it. When is this? Yeah. What are the dates? Yeah, can... CAC pack is Thursday, November second. You arrive and you leave on uh, Sunday, November the fifth. Sunday, and I know, uh, and I know you November college through November fifth. I know you college students uh, don't plan anything too far in advance. So you got just the right amount of time. That's what you want. Three, three and a half weeks somewhere here. Uh, to figure this out, uh, how much does it cost? It costs absolutely nothing no. for you to no come way. to this. Absolutely nothing. Other and than getting there, you got to get there. Other than get, yeah. Other than getting here, and if you need help uh, with with travel costs as well, all you got to do is contact us here in the admissions department, and we're uh, we're very happy to help uh, assist to get. In you other to, words, uh, don't let that be the issue. That you exactly. Can't Don't okay. let travel be the issue. If you need help, just ask. And what's the website where they can go look this stuff up? Yep. Uh, check out our website, www.ctsfw.edu. And uh, on the front page, on our home page in the scrollers, we have a CAC pack right, right there, right in the middle. You can also go to the events section, and it's right there in the events section as well. And uh, register for you register you can register for your significant other or your wife if you're married um, and just it'll be a great time a time of fellowship with fellow college students and time of theological reflection well that is fantabulous um, hope it all goes well we'll keep it in our prayers too and thank you as always matt for uh, what you do for what uh, the seminary does there in fort wayne and for joining us today in the student union take care I, thanks, Mark. It's my pleasure. Thanks for everything that you do, and God bless. No, now go away, or I shall turn you a second time. Well, that's all we have time for here in the Student Union, everyone. College is tough. You need Jesus, we'll help. You've been listening to The Student Union, produced by the Lutheran Church, Missouri Senate Office of National Mission, in cooperation with Worldwide KFUO, the official broadcast ministry of the LCMS. Your support is vital for this program to continue. To learn about giving opportunities, call Mary at 314-996-1518. You can make a gift safe, secure, and easily online at kfuo.org. Thank you for listening and supporting The Student Union.